Hi everyone, and welcome to the 160th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. How's it going, man? Good, just, um, uh, you know, another Saturday night with the time of recording. There you go. It's, uh, Sunday afternoon for me, and, uh, yeah, kind of dreading having to go back to work, but it is now finally December. Uh, my you know, plan... You know what that means, right? I, I do know what that means. It means that it's almost... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That Everywhere and... you go. And Kingdom Hearts 3 is only a month away! Yes, and we can finally say Kingdom Hearts 3 releases next, next month. Next month, yeah. Well, Crazy, of, huh? yeah, of, officially, though, let's, let's uh, <clears throat> get, the, uh, get the old uh, count out. I got I got a great app, highly recommended. Not a sponsor. Day, days until, a- according to uh, the countdown, as of t- the time of this recording, we are fifty eight days away from the release of Kingdom Hearts three in North America. So I guess at the time of release of the podcast, that would put us at fifty six days. Which good gravy, true. It's getting closer all the time. It's getting scary. It's gonna- it's gonna be mad crazy once uh, we hit the thirty day mark. I know it's it's gonna be rough too, having to wait all that time. Uh, speaking of which, um, here's a Kingdom Hearts related life update. Here in Japan, all the Seven Elevens have uh, Kingdom Hearts banners. They have a Kingdom Hearts campaign going on. Got like a lottery thing going. I, ha- yeah, I haven't there's... I haven't been there since they started. But I'll uh, after this recording I'll go. So if yeah, I win I've anything, seen, uh, I've seen the the Japanese Kingdom Hearts tag on yeah. Twitter, hashtag on Twitter, and mm-hmm. a lot of people are picking up their prizes. Yeah, a friend of mine here um, that lives in Fukuoka, she did it, and she got the uh, the A prize. She got uh, Sora and Mickey the figure. Nice. One of my friends uh, bought a ticket from. Uh, Itaikuji, which is, I think, the Japanese store that sells a lot of Japanese-imported yeah. goods to people outside of Japan, and uh, one of my KBA staff members won that same statue from wow. doing the poll. So now she just has to wait for them to send it. That's cool. I uh, yeah, I'll have to see about the whole Kuji thing. Um, I thought it was going to be like the Kuji that we have all the time but uh it's actually different so the typical uh lotteries that we have which are just randomly on campaign all the time is usually be like like some idol group will have like a campaign going on like for example the other convenience store that i usually go to is lawson they have a campaign going on right now for some idol group like hkt 46 or something like that and then I think if you pay like at least or if you spend like at least 700 yen, which is a little bit, you know, around $7, a little bit under maybe, uh you get to pull from a box and you get to pull out a like this like peel off like sticker thing and then inside if you win something, it'll be the picture of that item and then like a barcode and you can hand that barcode to the a cashier and they'll scan it and then they'll grab that item and give it to you for free and usually it's something like here's a free orange juice or 
there's like a there's a different version of the box usually that has the kanji for sake, which is means liquor in, in Japan. So you could get alcoholic drinks as well. I did that once on accident and got this 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 uh this can of sake. I still haven't drink drank it yet, but it's I don't know. I'm not really into sake, but that's that's the usual kind of kuji that I'm used to. But this seems like it's like just a straight up lottery. You you know you buy into it specifically, and then you see what you win. And for me, if if that's the case, I want to give it a try. And the the thing I I, I just hope I. I if I do buy into it, I get something out of it, not nothing. And the yeah. only thing I actually want out of all of it, I actually want the low price. I want the lowest prize. I want the Keyblade pen. Because that, that I could see me actually using. Like, the the figures I actually just don't care about at all. Like, I'm not, I'm not a figure kind of guy. I'm I'm definitely not I'm just not interested in merchandise but a pen I'm a teacher I can always use pens so I want, a, I want those and the um the keychains like the clothing keychains Yeah yeah that can be cool I I also did like the uh there's the poncho the the Mickey ear hooded poncho I like Mickey just in general so I I'm down with that So anything apart from that I'm just not interested But yeah, all in all, very, very interesting that's going on now. So I'll let you guys know more about it on the podcast and on the live stream. You know, how that, how I get on with that, if I can figure out how to initiate it. It it sounded like, uh, I was talking to my friend who she did it on Saturday when it started. I guess she, she might be a bigger Kingdom Hearts fan than me. I don't know. But she went to yeah. It's very possible, especially when it comes to merchandise. Very, very possible. Basically, everybody is more of a fan than me when it comes to merchandise. So, uh, yeah, she she said she like went really early to a Seven Eleven, and I think it sold out. But she lives in Fukuoka, so it's like that's a really populated place. Like nobody lives here, and I have met. Maybe one Kingdom Hearts fan in this whole town. Come on. We'll we'll see how it goes. So anyway, that's uh that that's my uh crazy life update. Also also I beat Red Dead 2. Nice. Yay. Yay. Highly recommended. Also, I was gonna add into the Kingdom Hearts thing that yeah. Super Groupies, which is a clothing <laughs> co- uh, clothing accessory yeah. company. They had a pop-up shop. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. They had it in Tokyo, yeah, right? So, yeah, took somewhere in Tokyo. Yeah, and people got to try on like you know they 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 couldn't they couldn't buy anything at the they can pre-order there, but they couldn't buy anything or take anything home at the time. So they were allowed to try on the clothing, the the watches, you know, and it was nice seeing a bunch you know everybody you know these people take pictures of all the stuff they were trying on and they yeah. even had like a little photo op with like it looks like a canvas with a yeah. Twilight town and it has like a really crazy artwork where it looks like you're actually sitting sitting on top of the clock tower with ice, with a sea salt ice cream so it was actually pretty cool. neat yeah that's that's definitely more up my alley in terms of uh kingdom hearts goods something that i could actually wear outside 
and not be marked out for being a crazy otaku. So that, that's definitely more my speed. But even then, that stuff looks like I, I, I haven't seen the prices. I'm guessing they're all very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the cheapest thing there is a hundred bucks. Wow! And like, if you want, and and basically each each um, ex, you know, clothing accessories based off a character. Yeah. You know, Sora, Riku, Kairi, Roxas, and Axel. Mm-hmm. And if you want a whole set for one character, I did the math, and it's going to cost you almost eleven hundred dollars. Forget that. <laughs> um, I. A friend of mine who went asked me, "Did you want anything?" I'm trying. I'm. I really want to watch. I really want to get the Sora watch. Yeah, I definitely like out of all the characters' uh, clothing. I definitely did like Riku's and Sora's the best. I, I guess I, I might. I, 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 I thought Roxas was too kind of plain. I, I didn't like Roxas's. I didn't like Axel's either. Kyrie's was okay, but. I don't know. It didn't seem. It looked a lot better in the uh, illustration than it did in person. I felt, but uh, the the Sorga one and the Riku one look pretty good. I could see me wearing either, but I'm mostly just in it because I like the fashion. I actually don't care uh, about the fact that it is the Sora one and it has Sora related uh, imagery on it. I actually prefer it without. So. Uh, Thanks for the shopping idea, Nomura song. I'll go to Uniqlo and buy something that looks like it. Right. That's really all I care about. So, anyway. Uh, moving on. Uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with the Final Fa- with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store KingdomHeartsUnion.com and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. Our show has a two-segment show today. Our first segment is the news segment, and our second segment is the question segment. In the way, yeah, we got a lot of news. So, uh, in the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FFKHUnion. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We've got Blue Machine, who's at Blue Machine, Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J, Lewis James, Keith Field, who's at The Mighty Keith, Nahika Blaui, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Mike Chris Morales, Ishbel Ayala, who's at Red Beppers, Eric Decker, who's at Choco Taco, Vita Nitas, Michael Graham and Churro, if you could take these last ones. We got Rob Porter, who is at ScoreTeeperT1, Thorn Bullet at Massacre23, Tobias Kepi at the Tobias Kepi, Zach Duranto at Z Duranto58, Toy Patrick, Chris Pope, who's at Dr. Pope181, Miles Ribbons, Muhammad Quayam, David Calro, Moki Sayasith, who is at Mokimon S, Rachel Casterston at U- Ubra Yunrei, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, and Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And as for the deep dive stream, the deep dive stream continues on on December 7th. 
at around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, we're in Standard Time now. Uh, which you can catch the deep dive stream at twitch.tv slash khunion. On the last stream, we started, uh, finally, Dream Drop Distance. Yay! And, Yay. good golly, Chura, I wasn't ready for how long <laughs> those worlds are. Uh, I I uh, was doing, um, uh, whatchamacallit, what's it called? Uh, La City de Cloches or whatever, the, the City of Clocks, which is uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And... I'm so used to the worlds going by really fast, but in the case of this game, because of the, they got the drop mechanic, you're basically doing two worlds at once, like more or less, like two yep. basically two full stories at once, and uh, you know as a result of that, you know uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance actually has the fewest world count of all the Kingdom Hearts series. They only have five Disney worlds. But you have, like, two full stories in each of them. You know, you got Riku's side and you have Sora's side. So, yeah, definitely. It's kind of like, you know, Birth by Sleep where you have to play, you know, each character. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. But except except one at a time. It's not one at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, it could be, you know, concurrently pretty much. Yeah. I'd also say that, yeah, just in general, even... Even with that comparison, like it's still longer. Like, like the worlds, the worlds definitely feel longer than. Uh, like n- now that I've been playing them in all these games in order so far, uh, this world has felt like the longest Disney World that I've played so far, except for maybe uh, in Kingdom Hearts Two, um, the Colosseum. The Colosseum in Kingdom Hearts Two is really, really long. I, I would say oh, yeah. that 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 one's still the longest so far. Like that one has so many bosses. Like you have like, uh, what should call it? You have Hades. You have that like fake out Hades one, and then Cerberus, and then then you have to like go to the other side of the underworld and like fight your way, and then find Pete, and like like so many like different boss fights. Oh, and then on top of that, like it all that's not even the end. It ends with the Hydra. So like right yeah. there, that's four bosses. Like four big bosses in one world, so I would still say uh, Kingdom Hearts Two Coliseum still holds the holds the crown, so to speak, for longest Dis- uh, Disney World in a Kingdom Hearts game. I think that's definitely going to change once we get to uh, you know Kingdom Hearts Three. You know, Tatsuya Mark keeps saying like how long these worlds are, so we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, yeah, so far I still think. Kingdom Hearts 2 has uh, the longest world in terms of uh, Colosseum, but I think Dream Drop Distance has probably the longest overall in all the worlds. So yeah, going to continue on with that. Uh, And because of the length, I actually wasn't able to finish uh, Hunchback in Notre Dame. Uh, I only finished Sora's side. So for the next stream, we're going to finish up Riku's side. Uh, In advance, I have... um, uh, really leveled up Sora and Riku quite a bit, so we're actually pretty good. So I'm hoping to finish that world for Riku, and then the next one would be I think the Grid. So that would be Tron Legacies world, and then we'll see if we can get into Prankster's Paradise. No promises on that. So we'll, but we'll see. 
So, uh, yeah, that'll be the next stream. So December 7th, which, by the way, December 7th is the birthday, the anniversary of Chain of Memories on the GBA in North America. <laughs> Random oh, birthday, man. but... I remember, I remember that though, like like it was yesterday. Yeah, that that was uh, good good times. So anyway, moving on to the news. We got some big news, Joe. We have quite possibly the biggest news of all, the most important news, news that we have been waiting for since June of 2013. Sure, I am proud to announce that Kingdom Hearts 3 is officially complete. It is done. Those, that's music to my ears. Man. They finished it's... making it. All these years, Churro, we've been living through that stupid yellow text at the end of every trailer. Now in development. But now, Kingdom Hearts 3 is no longer in development, actually, it is. They're, they're most likely they're most likely still bug bug fixing and polishing. But as as far as the game that is getting printed onto disc is finished, expect day one DLC. But still, the game that is being printed onto disc is being printed onto disc as we speak. There, Kingdom Hearts three exists in a complete form somewhere in probably some factories in China being printed as we speak churro yep that's i i can't even i can't I still can't believe it you know hearing those words you know it's you know it's been a very long time but now it's almost here almost here not much longer churro not much longer so uh moving on from there uh in the same announcement uh, with relation to that, uh, the Together trailer was released online. What's the Together trailer? Well, we talked about it last episode. It's the trailer that's been playing in front of Fantastic Beasts uh, in North America. And, um, it, well, it's not just Fantastic Beasts. It's oh, basically several? Several, movies? several movies like Wreck-It Ralph. But it's oh, okay. like, well, now now when you go to the movies, you know, you before they used to not show anything on screen you know, yeah. back in the day. Nowadays, you have advertisements, commercials. Right, playing. right. So, it's, so pretty it's, much any movie you go to will have that trailer playing. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not a trailer that plays as in like... Because like there's always those trailers that will play before a movie, but it's like connected to that specific movie. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the time before where there's like... They'll have like uh, like an actor like doing an interview about a movie he's in like oh yeah the, the stunt work for this movie was so, so difficult blah, 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 blah. and then and they'll show like like a uh, trailer for like a tv show or yeah occasionally they'll show like video game trailers so i guess that's the section that kingdom hearts appears in like usually during that time they do they haven't dimmed the lights yet <laughs> No, like, it's still it's still you know people are just still trying to settle in their seats yeah okay so it's 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 not that big, but whatever. Okay, so at least it's in there. It, so, it, it was a random thing, you know. It was something that we wouldn't have thought was going to happen, but yet once that video became viral of yep. watching it there, and then like we didn't even expect Nomura to even release an extended version of that trailer. Yeah, exactly. 
So, uh, Cheryl, what do you think of the the Together trailer? What was your impression of it? I liked it. It's the voiceover. You know, it makes you really pumped for this game. It, it they mm. did a really good job of of you know making it a public you know a trailer that anybody who's not even you know interested in Kingdom Hearts yep watch it and be able to say hey that looks cool you know without even worrying about even spoilers or anything mm-hmm. it does a good job of grabbing your attention and you know what it's supposed to be doing yeah i would say in my opinion it definitely feels like this was not made like other kingdom hearts trailers i think this was probably farmed out and some other company probably put it together um Final Fantasy 15 actually had a trailer like this. Uh, I think Microsoft put it out. And it was like a really good summary trailer that didn't go into a lot of really boring, complex dialogue. It, it was just real quick, quick, punchy, showing a lot of cool scenes, very simply explaining the plot in very simple, short phrases that anyone can understand. Like, this kind of reminds me, of, it, it kind of makes me think that this is like... This is you introducing your eccentric genius friend to somebody. It's like, and you just tell your friend, just shut up. Don't say anything. Let me do the talking. That That's kind of what this felt like is like, this is a marketing team saying to the Kingdom Hearts staff, shut up. Let us do the talking. If you say anything, if you, if you say a single Xehanort, by God, I'm going to give you such a wallop. Don't say anything. It's like anytime, anytime uh, the Kingdom Hearts marketing team, anytime they open their mouth, it's like Xanort, Xanort, Xanort. I can count the times that we met on one hand. Like it, it's like all this like very like insider stuff that only Kingdom Hearts fans would get. And like this team is just like, no, shut up. Let us do the editing and they kept the dialogue to a minimum in terms of like what actual dialogue came from the game and it was just like real big ear catching words titan like that's that's a big two syllable word that has like a big imagery to it like whoa a titan from disney wow disney's cool and like like very quick punchy very Hollywood doesn't feel like a like a Kingdom Hearts trailer at all, but I think f- for its purpose, which is like what you said, Churro, it's for the people going to the theater that's not there for Kingdom Hearts, and yeah, they get to see much. all this stuff. It's for them, so I'm very happy that they put this together. I hope the Kingdom Hearts team, you know, looks at it long and hard and sees like, oh, you know, there is. There is a way that we can communicate about this game that's not extremely alienating, even though it's Kingdom Hearts 3. So, not not to say that I think all trailers should be like this, but I think, you know, maybe there's a, there's a balance between the kinds of trailers that we usually put out and the kind of trailers that, you know, th- this... the kind of trailer that this is. And maybe there's, like, a nice middle ground. You know, as much as I love hearing uh don't think twice and chikai in every trailer maybe sometimes you don't need it so anyway moving yeah. on it's kind of nice because when they play don't think twice in the trailer you don't hear yeah. sound effects or anything so that's kind of nice to hear yes finally sound effects again 
Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I don't know what the deal is. I'm I'm assuming it's some sort of like legal thing with Utada where if anytime they play the her music they can't have sound effects. But man, it it has been ruining most of their trailers recently and I hope I hope they renegotiate in further games or in future games or like rethink how they use that music. I, I think it would be fine. Like in the case of Don't Think Twice, I think it's fine. Like if if you're only allowed to play Don't Think Twice and no sound effects, but you can play voiceover, then just forget the voiceover. Just play Don't Think Twice. Just have music. Make it a music video. Like you yeah. don't need to have the voices. It's fine. Like if like just voices doesn't work. It just doesn't. Like those voices were recorded in a very sterile sound booth you know, on purpose, like they're supposed to be recorded that way, but they're recorded in a very sterile sound booth and it makes the sound. If you just hear it like that, it's so raw and like empty sounding, like it just doesn't work. So I say, if you're going to play the theme song, just play the theme song. Leave it at that. Like, don't, don't, don't go crazy. Anyway, moving on from there. Uh, uh, Amazon had a Cyber Monday stream where they were revealing various things and they had a little segment for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, Churro, what'd you think of the segment? It was poorly, poorly planned out. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm well, hearing. Originally, uh, during the Black Friday stream, uh, Tim mentioned that there would be a world premiere trailer showing on Cyber Monday. Okay. Um, at one o'clock, oh. it was supposed to be the very first thing because I think they were supposed to open up with that. Yeah, thirty minutes before twelve thirty p.m. Pacific time, Amazon uh, Amazon Video Game Twitter tweeted out saying that we were they were supposed to introduce a new trailer, but it got lost in the darkness. Like they're trying to be cheeky with it, oh. and nobody knew what that meant. Yeah, so. The stream starts, and you know they they were late starting the stream, and they and they cut to like to them to you know Greg and Tim talking already, so like they kind of missed out like the beginning part of the stream. Okay, and they were just into talking about merchandising, you know, like uh, from Amazon, and you could you could tell that <laughs> that uh, Greg Greg and Tim were kind of getting nervous because it's like. Here you got the chat room full of Kingdom Hearts fans, you know, wanting yeah. this trailer. And they're all like, you know, you know, you know, Kingdom Hearts is next, you know, this is the, you know, trailer, you know, we're supposed to be like he said something to the likes of, you know, here's the trailer. You know, they show the trailer, but it was really the together trailer they showed. Yeah. And from there they segued into the DLC that they pro- that they mentioned in the Black Friday stream, which was the uh, Dust Til- Dawn Till Dust Keyblade, which was yep. actually Seven Eleven Keyblade that was released in Japan, and then they introduced something about like bits. If you're a Twitch Prime user, you get like an extra five hundred bits for doing something. I don't know. I didn't really wasn't paying attention because uh, I was too busy checking out like the reaction of the fans yeah. after they showed the same trailer and. I think, and I think uh, one of the mods or the control, somebody who controlled the Amazon Twitch account, 
replied to somebody in the chat stating that there was originally a trailer supposed to have, you know, a new trailer was supposed to be revealed, but it never got shown. Yep. And basically that caused a lot of uproar with the fans about why it wasn't shown. And then the next day, um, Greg did his old, you know, his, his own podcast that he does. Yep. And he brought, and somebody asked him a question, you know, like the, one of the last questions of the segment, which was the Kingdom Hearts thing. And Greg finally, you know, said that there was a trailer planned, but Square Enix didn't have it ready in time. Mm-hmm. So they were forced to show the together trailer instead. Yeah. So pretty much it was a mixture of, you know, the blame goes, some blame goes to Square Enix for not having it done. Some blame goes to Amazon for not really being clear on what was going on. Yeah. You know, with the trailer, you know, why wasn't it being shown? Instead of trying to make a joke, you know, a tweet joke or being cheeky with it, they should have just came out and just said, hey, you know, we were promised a trailer, but it was not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But it was just one giant fiasco, (laughs) which resulted in like a lot of people. Canceling their Prime accounts and oh, geez. That's canceling their Amazon pre-orders of Kingdom Hearts three, you know, oh, like boy. pre-ordering GameStop. Okay. Well, so yeah, uh, as as you said, so the I guess the whole big deal with the uh, Cyber Monday stream was that they were going to announce their Dong Till Dust Keyblade exclusive pre-order DLC, which you know isn't exclusive it's the same keyblade that you get if you pre-order in japan from 7-eleven and that keyblade it is the most 7-eleven keyblade you could ever see in your life it has it is done up purely in 7-eleven colors like you can't have a more 7-eleven keyblade than that dawn till dust keyblade and not only that if you really look into it the name Dawn till dusk. That is to say, like dawn, as in like seven a.m. till dusk, eleven p.m. Seven Eleven. Which, by yeah. the way, in Japan, Seven uh, Eleven's open twenty four seven everywhere. But uh, that—that's the whole idea. Like everything about that Keyblade is like that Keyblade was designed for Seven Eleven because right now, like like we said earlier in the podcast, Seven Eleven's having this whole campaign with Kingdom Hearts and like having a lottery involved and like there's like a whole big campaign put on the Square Enix North America side like I guess they just don't have like the same reach as you know Square Enix Japan has and they they can't plan as many things for it so really the only thing they can provide is what's already being made and the Dawn Till Dusk Keyblade is already there so okay you have this even though it's very obviously a 7-Eleven Keyblade I'm surprised they didn't go over the Amazon colors. I know they could just you know, recolor of, it. Yeah, instead of, or or even make it a Twitch, you know, color or make it know, Twitch just, colors. Like, and, and I, I'll just tell you, like, in terms of like art asset stuff, like changing the colors on a Keyblade like this, that's that's de- not something that's difficult. That's actually pretty easy, especially in Unreal Engine Four, like. And especially with this kind of Keyblade and the way the materials are most likely set up, like, like all of this stuff is like, uh, mostly metallic and it's you know hard surface materials. 
like that stuff that's some of the easiest stuff to do to do materials for it's when it's when you get to more organic shapes you know people characters that sort of thing that can be a little bit more difficult but for hard surface stuff man changing the colors is like that's easy so it's i guess it's more like for this you know deal for this campaign they can't afford anything they can't spend any money like their budget is zero dollars zero cents like that's what it feels like so anyway unfortunately yeah that trailer wasn't available uh and yeah like you said uh greg miller on the kind of funny game cast uh he said basically that the trailer wasn't finished and that the as the screenshot that we saw of sora using the dawn tilda's keyblade was from that unfinished trailer which makes me think like how does he know that if the trailer is not done if he has if he hasn't seen the trailer how does he know that's what that screenshot is for because which, usually they send them assets yeah they, so so either they sent them assets or they he maybe he saw it and the real thing is that it's it's not that it's not done it's that maybe it's not approved or maybe like oh psych actually it because this is 7-eleven's keyblade it's their video i don't know i mean well, my question is are we will we ever see that trailer <laughs> Yeah, will we ever see that trailer? So, speaking on that, there were three trailers announced, and some people are speculating that this first trailer might be the trailer that this was supposed to be. Um, so, um, so uh, basically, after this whole fiasco, uh, Tetsuya Nomura came out and basically announced when all the next trailers are coming out, specifically with dates. And so the next trailer is coming December 10th, uh, this trailer is titled The New Video. It's not even called a trailer. So that that's why people are thinking that this might be the Dawn Till Dusk video. Is that because it it's not really that important, so they didn't even call it a trailer. It could it could be I mean it could be anything now. I mean, this, <laughs> yeah, it really this, could this be. trailer on the tenth could be completely different than what they're gonna show. Exactly. It could be, it could be completely different. Exactly. It could be anything. So uh <clears throat> but we know of that one. Uh, on December 18th, that is when the final trailer will be released, which I'm really surprised by because, you know, December 18th, that's what they're calling final trailer. But, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't release for another month. They're not going to release another trailer in January, which is kind of weird. Mean, there really isn't anything else to release it on, unless they start doing uh, commercial advertisements. Yeah, which is uh, so for uh, December twenty first. That's uh, the the last announcement he made is that there will be a thirty second commercial uh, designed for theaters to play. Uh, it seems like maybe theaters in Japan. Not sure, but yeah, it's theaters in Japan. It's pretty much the same concept that we got. Yeah, so like a shorter version of maybe the Together trailer. Maybe we'll see, but that's that's sort of the roadmap for trailers this month. Uh, you gotta wonder, like, so for the final trailer, I'm assuming, you know, if that's December 18th, like, is, and if, and if that's the final trailer, do you think they're gonna have uh, face my fears in it? I think it'll either be the 10th or the 18th. I think it has to be one of those two because they gotta I show final, it, right? Yeah, because I think the final trailer will have <laughs> use of you know, don't do twice chikai yeah again. it could have both it could i mean because usually a final i mean when it comes to square enix trailers yeah usually their final trailer is like five to six 
seven, eight minutes Yeah, sometimes, long. yes, usually like eight minutes long. Like, I think uh, Dream so, Drop Distance was like eight and a half minutes long. Yeah, so, I mean, for, for a trailer that long, I think they could use both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember back in the day for, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, the last trailer always would use, like, they would start off with uh, another side, and then they would finish off with Passion. So, Yeah, with the Breath of the like final trailer, they used, uh, you know, Simple and Clean and Fate of the Unknown to close it out. That's cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm guessing, like, if they follow that trend where it's a longer trailer... It'll most likely have like two main songs that they use, and I they could I don't I don't know if they have maybe the rights to use two Utala songs in the trailer, but if they do get that, that could be one way that they do it is you know start maybe start it off with Face My Fears and then it ended off with Don't Think Twice slash Chikai. So anyway, it could go either way. Um, so moving on from there. Uh, Allison Stoner uh, commented or replied to a comment, I think, on a YouTube video, uh, asking her about her experience on Kingdom Hearts three, and basically she said that uh, Kingdom Hearts three has been the most fun Kingdom Hearts project for her to record so far, and she said very sneakily, "You'll see why." Chura, what do you think? Uh, I mean. If the way she puts it that way, I think that, you know, because, you know, Kingdom March 1, Kingdom March 2, Kyrie yeah. didn't get much screen time. No. So the way she puts it, I think they're going to give Kyrie a lot of screen time. Yeah. So that's definitely one part. But you also got to consider that this is Allison Stoner and her prior roles were, you know, she got She on and a couple of times she did Kyrie. But I, I think apart from just a little bit with She on, I don't think any of the characters have had like. I mean, Shion had a lot of screen time, but it was like, but like, like her character different. was like, her character is not like Kyrie. Kyrie, you know, Shion's more like, you know, a person questioning their existence. Yeah. So you know, and the you know, and she had a brief moment of happiness when she was able to summon the Keyblade again. But you know, it's yeah, and you know, I'll- going then going to Kyrie's you know thing of not feeling so useless, you know, yeah. not feeling so behind when it comes to Sora and Riku, you know, so it's like, exactly. now it's on top of that, to it seems, yeah, like you're saying, like, uh, it's her time to be in the spotlight. It feels like this is definitely going to be their opportunity to, like, really have a story for Kyrie, Because, like, so far, Kyrie hasn't really had much of a story. So, like, there seems like there's a most likely going to be a lot of opportunities maybe to flesh out her character, you know, give her more character scenes, more lines, and maybe be playable. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. We'll see. She's got Keyblade now. So. Yep. Let's talk about those new renders. <laughs> yeah, the renders released uh, yesterday uh, randomly. Yeah, real <laughs> random. Were those yeah. renders in that press release? Was that the were those the only new renders in that? Because I, I saw a lot of the renders and they were mostly old. Yeah, that was the only renders they released. Uh, the other renders were released like last month. Okay, again, released yeah, the, randomly. The only one in that set that I didn't see before was just that generic organization member. But it's I mean it's nothing special. It's just an organization member. But um. Yeah, Kyrie looks great. 
You know, she got cute, cute hairstyle. Everything about her model looks perfect. Like, I, I would say, like, definitely compared to what she looked like in um, 0.2, this, to me, feels like Kyrie. 0.2 Kyrie is a little bit, uh, you know, but c- kind of all the models in 0.2 were a little bit, a little bit sketchy. This, yeah, beautiful. That's, that's my Kyrie. Like, like my biggest thing is when I look at the character, I want to instantly know who they are. I want to instantly be able to recognize them. And like this Kyrie, the kingdom hearts, three Sora, like Riku, when he's got a little bit longer hair, that one that we saw in a recent trailer, that one, beautiful. All those models so far, beautiful, perfect. They, that's, that's what they should look like. And I'm so glad they finally got him to a state where they look like that. Especially Kyrie's hair. Like Kyrie's hair has been like it's been growing. And like I don't know about you, Churro. Personally, I wasn't a big fan of Kingdom Hearts 2 Kyrie. I hate no. to say it, but I wasn't a big fan of Kingdom Hearts 2 Kyrie. And the reason is she was a little bit too much of a divergence from Kingdom Hearts 1 Kyrie. Like it was hard for me to see Kingdom Hearts 1 Kyrie in her. And I don't think it's necessarily just the hair, but in the new Kyrie, KH three Kyrie, mwah, beautiful. This Ooh. is she is recognizable as both the girl from Kingdom Hearts one and the girl from Kingdom Hearts two. It's like a mix of the two. It's like something in between, and it's perfect. I love this Kyrie. This is apart from Kingdom Hearts one. This is my favorite Kyrie. I'm saying it. My favorite Kyrie. Now Churro. This is very important. Do you think we'll ever get to see this Kyrie in the schoolgirl outfit? I just need to see it. Dang it. She'd be uh, so cute. I don't know because basically right now, you know, we're we're we left off with Kyrie. She was in the middle of training with I know. Uh, she got she doesn't have time for school. But like so basically how does the transition occur from her Kingdom Wars two outfit to her Kingdom Wars three outfit? These are big questions, I know. I mean, there's that, and like, now Churro, I got an idea. It's a little bit of a crazy idea, but what if all the Kingdom Hearts characters, let's say hypothetically most of them are playable. What if, you know, we've seen, there's so many different costumes. What if you could change the costumes? And I'm talking like not just accessories, I'm talking full costumes. Maybe not in the main playthrough, but in, like, successive playthroughs. And then what if, let's say, for example, Sora. One of his costumes is schoolboy Sora. And then what if also one of the costumes is that new, like, super groupies outfit? Like I'm going to post it. I would love that. I would love to be able... I get I get if it's not cool for like your first playthrough maybe that's something you can unlock. You know, this isn't the same as Final Fantasy 15 where, you know, it's a little bit Final Fantasy 15 was a lot more open with that sort of stuff. I'm okay with that not being so open. But for like a new game plus, like come on, let me change the costume. And I want I want my schoolboy Sora Riku Kairi I want... Oh, you know what else I want? 
I want gag weapons like from three five eight over two. I want gag That'd weapons for all the characters. And I want several gag weapons. I don't want just just one. And I want one of the gag weapons for Sora to be uh his school briefcase. And the way he would use it is just like the dream shield from Kingdom Hearts One. That'd I know. Be pretty interesting. I mean, I know Marshall's it's not a keyboard. Marshall's come out as DLC <coughs> after the game's released. I'd be down. I'd be down. I'd buy it. I'm usually not into that, but if they took my idea, I would buy it. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that pretty much covers that stuff. Uh, just another quick side note. Uh, Sony has announced that they've pulled out of E3 2019. This doesn't necessarily directly affect Kingdom Hearts, just letting y'all know. You know, Kingdom Hearts is a multi-platform game series now. Obviously, we've seen they're they're making their rounds. They've got no scruples against showing up at a Microsoft conference, but, you know, just so y'all know, Sony ain't going to be there. Uh, moving on from there, there was a big uh, uh, interview series in uh, the D23 magazine that just released uh, about... Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 development from the perspective of the Pixar employees and Disney employees that actually consulted on it. Uh, So some of the things that uh, they talked about in this interview was that Pixar was involved at every stage. They said specifically from storyboards to scripts and scenes, you know, specific scenes and uh, character design, weapons design. From the very beginning, Pixar was involved once they got the approval to do it. They were involved from the very beginning to ensure that it like uh, that it definitely lived lived up to the original movies. Like obviously, Square Enix very talented, but they want to make sure that it feels as Pixar as possible. And you know, obviously, from what we've seen of it, like yeah, it does. Um, moving on from there, uh, they said that the the Kingdom Hearts team was always coming back for advice on the animation so that they could make it like feel more and more authentic to the movies as possible. And, uh, you know, one example of things that, uh, they, uh, a thing that they consulted on was in Andy's room, the wallpaper background that's on Andy's wall is actually using the star pattern instead of the classic, uh, cloud wallpaper that was in toy story one. And the reason for this is because the, uh, Toy Story uh, World Toy Box takes place between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. And we all know at the end of Toy Story 1, Andy moves to a new house. And in his new bedroom, they change the wallpaper to be stars, like a star background. So that's the reason for uh, the wallpaper being the star background. And uh, basically, uh, according to the team, they work very, very hard uh, to ensure that the Kingdom Hearts Toy Story adventure actually fits into the canon of Toy Story, which is different from all the other Disney worlds. So this Toy Story adventure has the blessing from Pixar. This is Toy Story canon, which is very different from all the other worlds and even different from another Pixar world included Monsters, Inc., uh, the Monsters, Inc. story for Kingdom Hearts is not canon because it takes place during the same time as the movie. But the Toy Story one, this is canon to Toy Story. That's awesome. That is Can't awesome. Believe. Like, that's... 
Like the only other thing that I can think of in all of Kingdom Hearts that could potentially be like that, and it, we haven't even gotten it confirmed, but could potentially be like that is the world ends with you characters that are included in uh, Dream Trap Distance. It's kind of hinted. Basically, Joshua says that, uh, oh, their world is dying, so I brought them here because uh, through Shiki's dreams, this world called out to us, and so I put them here to save them. It was also basically Nomura saying, uh, something probably got canceled for the world's end with you, so we put the, these characters in Dream Drop Distance to drum up their popularity a little bit. <laughs> it was kind of a... It worked. Yeah, it did work, for sure, but... Yeah, that's so far in Kingdom Hearts, that's so far the only cameo that we're aware of that potentially could have been a part of the main canon of that series too. Like they're actually connected. Whereas in other Disney worlds, it's just a retelling. It's a cameo appearance. It's not like the the Kingdom Hearts version of the events didn't actually happen in the original movie. It's not intended to be that way. But Toy Story, as far as Toy Story is concerned... A-okay. They made sure it worked, and that's awesome. Uh, Moving on from there, uh, the reason Sora's monster form doesn't have a nose is because most monsters in Monsters, Inc. don't have noses. I never really thought about that. Uh, But Sully does. Sully does, but Sully is special. So they basically said, like, you know, Sully's the exception to the rule, so... Why would Sora be any different? You know, why would he have a nose? So, uh, moving on from there, uh, since Monsters Inc. World is based on the movie's storyline, uh, they were able to expand on areas that were in the movie and also show places that were never shown in the movie. So, they were talking about things like, uh, you know, different areas, like from where the um, where where the writing on the doors. Like different parts of that whole building, like they had maybe had planned it or maybe didn't get to plan it in the original movie, but now that they're revisiting it with Sora, they're able to redesign it or, or uh, design those areas as well. So, you know, you could sort of think of this as like the behind the scenes of Monsters Inc. in a way, like you get to see areas as they would have been in the movie if the Pixar team got to design it, they just never got the chance. Yeah. It's kind of nice that way. Cause like, it's almost like looking at it like, like a, like a what if perspective. Yeah. You know, instead of Mike and Sully, you got Sora, you're exploring all these. I mean, I wish, I hope they can do that with further worlds. Yeah. Down the line. You know, I would love sure. to see, you know, the world's like it from a different, you know, alternative perspective from Sora yeah through different you know instead of going through like the normal places that you see in the movies it's like yep. oh here's another area we can, we can go through and explore here exactly i mean we already heard like big hero 6 is kind of treated that way you know it's treated almost like a sequel to the original movie and like like definitely for me like i haven't gotten to the grid yet but i really wish that they could explore what the third Tron movie would have been. Because, unfortunately, the third Tron movie, the one that was supposed to be the sequel to Tron Legacy, that got canceled. But if they could use Kingdom Hearts as an opportunity to explore, you know, explore that story idea, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I I don't know if they'd ever do that, but, you know, it'd be pretty cool. 
so uh, moving on from there, uh, it was also interesting that some of the higher level staff that actually worked as consultants, they were surprised that a lot of their staff actually w- were big fans of Kingdom Hearts. They just weren't re- didn't realize about it, and it kind of gave them more confidence when they were consulting. Like, oh, like wow, this is this is already a big thing. Like, like it's it's always great to hear like. You know, if you you know if you're working on something or if you start a game, you know, start playing a new game and like you just mention it to your friends in passing, like, oh yeah, I just started playing Persona. Oh my god, you're playing Persona, it's the best. And like maybe some someone over there overhears them screaming, like, Oh Persona, oh that's awesome, you should play that. It's so awesome. Like I kind of feel like that's kind of the same thing with uh with Kingdom Hearts at Disney, is like you got all these like producers and whatever they never heard of kingdom hearts before even though it's been in production at, you know with collaboration with disney forever and then like suddenly all their lower level younger staff is like oh my god you're working on that can i help like that's so awesome so happy it is awesome it's it's actually very surprising when like i bring up kingdom hearts yeah and the amount of like that surprise reaction from the other persons involved it's like oh mm-hmm. my god i like kingdom hearts too it's like wow, you know, it's it's amazing how people are like fans of Kingdom Hearts, even though they don't show it all the time. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our new segment. Uh, I think right now we have time for one question. So let's take it from this first one, which is uh, comes from Yukino sixty four, and Yukino asks. Do you believe the sky cloud world that we saw in the XO18 trailer could possibly be the same world or design featured on the Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix cover? They both have a similar tone and color, and characters also stand on those glass pillar things in the trailer. So the designs, uh, the designs are so close that it struck out that it stuck out to me. Is this Nomura calling back or hinting at what Kingdom Hearts actually may be? Um, I've seen that theory yeah. you know, when the trailer dropped. And I I mean, it's. I, I mean, you can probably call it a small callback, but I wouldn't really read too much into it. Yeah. I think Nomura has a basis for what it is. You know, the whole cloud thing, it's. it's I think it's just a play on Sora's name since his name is Sky. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in Japanese, so that whole thing. And then in, when you look at the trailer, you see him diving, trying to collect Sora's as he's dropping. So it's like it is more it's more of a, you know, play on Sora's name than anything to me. That's what exactly. It, that's what, how I feel with it. Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you too, Churro. Uh, I, I would like I could see that maybe when Namora first painted that Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix box cover maybe he thought at the time like oh this would be kind of cool for a game area and maybe this was his chance to do it but i don't think he like thought about it all that deeply like i think it was just like you know he's the he's both the designer of the cover and he's also the designer of this area so because of that like he had that idea before so maybe this was just an opportunity for him to explore something like that i think it's actually quite different from the cover i think it's a lot more different than you know a lot of people are letting on you know i think this is definitely more of a fleshed out idea than it was on the cover so i don't know 
The one thing that I really want to see, though, Juro, is I want to see them flesh out the box art from either Kingdom Hearts 1 or the one that was, uh, you know, that is the Kingdom Hearts 3 box art. I want to go there. Like, that's a place I want to see and go to. If that place exists. If that place exists, uh, oh boy, I'm excited. I want to go there, so. Uh, so yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our questions. Our music for this episode comes from a guy named Lenny Letterman. If if you guys have played uh, Red Dead Redemption, Lenny, Lenny, sure. Did you play that mission? No, I haven't yet. Oh my god, that's the best mission ever. Ba- basically, Arthur goes with Lenny, one of their one of his gang members, and they go to a bar and just start drinking like crazy. And Arthur gets just plaster drunk, so drunk. And then he's like looking for Lenny in the bar, and there's a Lenny button. You, anytime that you press the Lenny button, Arthur yells, Lenny! And he's just like yelling out into the crowd. Is it and, as bad as, is it as funny as the, uh, the Jason? Oh from, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot like that, but drunk and everybody is like looking at you funny and there's also this one part in the mission where I don't know, Rockstar with their infinite magic, they basically in in over the drunk haze, all of the characters in the bar will suddenly have Lenny's face. Like they literally put his model on all the characters and You'll yell at them, Lenny, and then it, it'll sort of like fade, and then like show what their actual face is like. Uh, no, I'm not Lenny. Go away. You're annoying me. And like you'll see all these like, like even women with Lenny's face. It's great. Anyway, Lenny. Uh, anyway, uh, so Lenny here, Lenny Letterman made a amazing cover of Destiny Islands on guitar. And I just want to clarify that this is his own original arrangement. This is not the arrangement that was in uh, Chain of Memories or in Kingdom Hearts 2, where it's like the really relaxed guitar one. This one's, I mean, it's a little relaxed, but it's more upbeat and kind of feels more like the original Destiny Island. So I highly recommend this song. Uh, He also has a really great cover of the Gummy Ship theme on his YouTube channel, so please check him out. Our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 18th of December. As always, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. Yeah. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Oh, and send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Chiro, it's that time again. It's goodbye time. Well, I mean, we're getting closer. I mean, yep. it's like what, little by have, little. What? How many more episodes we have until Kingdom Hearts 3 releases? Three. So four. yeah, about I think three. Yeah, three or four. About about that it depends on uh, what we decide for the schedule for next year. But yeah, about three or four. So yeah, not not much longer, man. It's crazy. I'm just gonna tell you guys right now. Be careful for spoilers. They could yes. be out there already. I mean, unfortunately, there is one out there already. So yes, just be aware. If you're if you're really that you know concerned about spoilers, 
you know, social media has options that allows you to tweet, you know, yes. specific words. So yes, I'm use- thinking. I think it actually, Churro, Maybe we should have as our one of our segments next uh, episode. We should have a how to avoid spoilers segment and give all our tips. Maybe that'll well, be of a course, good the discussion thing topic. Is to get off social media. That's the best thing. Step one: smash all your electronic devices except for your PS4 and your TV. That's the only thing you need until Kingdom Hearts comes out. There so, you go. Quick tip. Uh, quick tip. There you go. That's the that's the quick tip. We'll go more in depth next time. So, uh, Charles, say goodbyes. Bye, guys. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you in the next one. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. Oh.